much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. And today, my amazing guest is Moses Uvir. And he is a rapper, a performing artist, a family man. He's married, he has kids, and about to launch a church in Garland, Texas. So he is all over the map of being a forerunner and advancing and running in his destiny and his calling. He's somebody I incredibly respect. I saw him performing live and ran after him and just said, hey, I want to connect. I want to highlight you and hear your story because I believe you have keys to help a lot of us get unlocked in some really important ways. And so Moses, thank you for being on this episode. Thanks for taking time away from recording music and time with your family to be on this episode with us. Yeah, thank you, uh, Dr. Shannon. I'm grateful to be here. I, I, I I believe that the power of story and sharing experiences um, only leads to important, significant, divine changes. Come on. And so I'm so grateful to be able to share um, the experiences that I've had and to um, hopefully um, inspire people to do the work to uh, um, get set free from some things. Yeah. So what is your background? What is your story? I, I was born in Dallas, um, but I like to say I was born in Dallas by way of Nigeria. Oh, um, yeah. So my parents are were born in Nigeria and they were from Nigeria, but I was born in Dallas um, and I was the first from my family to be born in Dallas. I was the first from like um, where my village is. Um, it, the villages are bro broken down into like families. So I was mm. the first from my lineage that came straight from our particular bloodline and village to be born in America. So as a result, you know, that um, gave me this dual identity of being authentically mm -hmm. Nigerian, connecting deeply with my tribe, yeah. Um, yeah. but also connecting deeply with um, America and being an American and figuring out what that looks like to to be that in the season that I'm in and the person that I am. And so, yeah, I'm the oldest of six. Um, I got, uh, yeah, I got like three brothers, two sisters. Um, and yeah, I've, I've, my parents named me Moses for a reason. You know, <laughs> I, I've always been kind of the guy that's like, kind of always moved to the beat of my own drum. I, I've never really conformed to the way people think. I, I've always been a very creative, unique, and different thinker. So as a result, it's always had me stand out. It's always had me be a little bit different from people that were around me. When it, when it came to some of my experiences, it was because that I was always eager to do things creatively and do things uniquely. It led me into interesting places. Um, and sometimes it got me into trouble, to be honest. <laughs> what's uh, some of the trouble that you're allowed to talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I think um um I just say how I feel I say how I feel a mm -hmm. lot of the times um and 
sometimes I don't say it with the right amount of tact or maybe sometimes I just don't need to say it. Um, <laughs> but the way, um, the way I perceive the world is, um, I believe that everything's important and everything's beautiful. And so I try to communicate that all the time in every scenario and every space. And I feel like almost everything we do in life is sacred. And so I think about things a little bit more deeply. So then sometimes when I'm dealing with people, I'm being overtly passionate about something that someone might be like, Moses, chill. It's not that serious. Or it might be something that is super serious, but I'm trying to even go down to a deeper level. And so some people are like, Moses, chill. You're overwhelming us with that. So that's one way that I've gotten in trouble with people. Another way is just the fact that um, I like, I, I feel like rules are meant to be broken. Mm. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but as an artist, um, yeah. there's all this music theory that um, is connected to uh, making a great song. If you play the right keys, if you hit the right notes, you can make a great song. And I'm, I understand the rules, but what makes beautiful expressions is breaking those rules mm. and seeing if something out of that can, can blossom. And so I, I try to do that as a, as a hip hop artist. And so that thing that likes to break the rules and see what happens yeah. is what's led me to, to be an artist, to eventually be a pastor, to even get married. Um, I just mm -hmm. want to do it differently. So mm, yeah. that's good. And I love that you're highlighting that something that could be a source of rebellion or a negative actually has served you well when you do it God's way, instead of just kind of staying in your own, like, I will break the rules for the rules sake versus I'm going to break strategically that which has confined the generation before. And I'm going to create new space and opportunity for something that's more life-giving than just staying in the lane of tradition. Yeah, I, I just believe that um, tradition was started because someone said we need to change it. And then what we did was say, let's just keep it that way and never change it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm always seeking and, and aspiring to see the new thing. Um, and what I have to fight against is not allowing that to be my ambition. Mm -hmm. um, but just doing it because it's fun to do. It's fun to learn new things, try new things, conquer new things, and approaching it with a more relaxed, joyful, childlike approach, honestly. Um, and so carrying that approach has protected me from um, not getting sad or, or, or falling, falling into despair when things don't work out the way I want them to work out. Um, because I could take honor and, 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 and excitement and pride in the fact that I mm. tried something that felt bigger than me. Mm. Um, and so, um, and so that's what, because how I grew up was I grew up in a very impoverished area, uh, in Garland, um, and I, I, I moved around a bunch when, when I was a kid, but Garland is a place where I'm really, really from. Um, and I lived right off of 635 in Kingsley in these set of apartments where I, I got plucked into this environment, learned a bunch of bad habits, and started developing all these bad cycles in my mind. Um, and so when I eventually moved out of that area, 
it was around the same time my parents got divorced. Mm. Um, and when they got divorced, that, that again, heaped on another layer of not only are you an African-American that comes from this poor area, but now you're an African-American that comes from a poor area that comes from a broken home. Mm. So that's another cycle of thought that's yeah. controlling the way I live. Yeah. So then I had these dreams and aspirations. I wanted to like make music. I wanted to play sports. And then I get in these environments where people tell me, oh, well, you know, you're too tall to be a running back. And you sound like this person when you make music. And then continuous amount of cycles were just um, playing it in my head and trying to uh, basically control the way I live. Yeah. Discourage you from pursuing your goals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so that's kind of part of my story is, is wanting to break the rules because I, I believe those cycles and put so much power into that negative thinking wow. that I just believed it as truth. Mm-hmm. And so something in me was like, man, this ain't fully right. So approaching my life with like, I'm going to try to break these strongholds or these constructs in my head. Yeah. Um, is the approach I kind of take with everything I do. Mm-hmm. That's so. so good. So what were some of the mindsets that maybe you think other people might be dealing with that if we don't realize the power of our own thoughts that construct prison cells and it's like the key is there, the door is open, but we stay there in captivity and self-limiting beliefs because we don't know, one, that it's a lie and two, how to get out of it. So what do you think are some common lies a lot of people are believing in their mindsets? I think a common one is not being able to have the things you want. I think that's a big one. So for example, for me, I wanted to, um, I wanted to make rap music and coming out of the environment I came from, everybody was a rapper, everybody Mm -hmm. rapped. I was told like, bro, everybody raps. You're not going to make, you're not going to make money from rapping. You're expecting to get paid from it. This is just something people do. And I think, so I think that's the number one thing is that was a desire in me that I wanted. And I was told there's no way you can have it. And I think that often happens with a lot of people is that Mm -hmm. people will have a desire, they'll share it. And then someone will say, no, that's, that's too big for your britches. Um, so that's one lie. I think another lie is that people don't believe they're worthy of certain mm, things. I yeah. think there's a worthiness um, that that um, that people are wrestling with, and I think it's also connected to like a self hatred as well. Yeah. I think that that's another lie that people believe is that I'm not worthy because myself is such a bad person and. They people spend a lot of time basically disrespecting and belittling themselves. Um, so those would probably be the three biggest ones that I've noticed in me. I've noticed in my friends. It's just self hatred, um, you know, lack of like understanding their worth, and you know, having people poo poo on their dreams. Basically, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people might call that the inner critic or the inner dictator uh, that's almost there to try to protect us from someone else criticizing. So I'll beat you to the punch. 
it's kind of like self-deprecating humor where right. people are like, oh, well, I'm this. And they mock themselves as an unconscious attempt to protect from somebody else doing it. So it's like, I'll beat you to the punch. Oh, I'm overweight. I'm this ethnicity. I'm this gender. I'm this level of economic, you know, or education. And so we'll do that as a way to protect ourselves from someone else pointing out um, a perceived flaw. What helped you overcome some of those mindsets of that inner critic? I had to get, I had to get all the way broken. I had to get to a place mm -hmm. where I started to look at my life, look at what was around me and saw that there was no good fruit in my life. I saw wow. that I was just sad. I saw that I was angry. I saw that I was mm -hmm. losing my patience. I saw that I just wanted to sleep all day. I saw that I was just so unmotivated. And that was step one where I realized like, man, if I go any lower, I might just die. I might just mm -hmm. go to the next level of death. Yeah. So I was that close where I realized, okay, I do not want to feel like this anymore. It was just a massive heaviness. And I know there's people out there that might be experiencing that heaviness and they can't identify it really. Yeah. Um, I would probably say that if you are feeling that, you know, it's because you've believed the lie and therefore there's like a spiritual oppression that is mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, that is most definitely what happened to me was I started believing like, okay, I'm black and and I uh, come from a poor environment. So that means I'm a poor person. Um, I went to schools where, you know, they were underdeveloped and didn't have teachers that gave their best. So we had teachers that were harsh and rude and said horrible things to some of yeah. me and my friends. And so all of that stuff started to lead me. So I, when I got to the point where I said, I don't want to be this anymore, um, that was the first step for me was identifying where I'm at and being really, really honest with myself. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a very getting to that point um, to where you ask yourself the real hard questions and, and just really accurately assess what's going on. Um, getting to that point was the first step for me. Um, the next step was naming everything, taking the time and naming everything that um, I didn't like or that I thought was harmful to me. Mm. And then from there, I, I, I really started doing this practice of, I call it, I call it gardening. This is what I call it. Yeah. Um, and I look at my mind as a massive garden. Um, because from what I'm learning and understanding is that the mind doesn't have any feelings or any emotions. Mm -hmm. The mind just communicates what I put in it. Mm -hmm. And so, and I don't, I mean, that's how I feel. I could be wrong. You, I mean, you're the doctor, so you know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's like, I, I noticed that my mind was like this garden and I started to name all of the bad seeds and plants that were growing in me, like self-hatred, like, uh, calamity, like um, mm. vengeance, like anger, like malice. These these are things I just named, and I started to replace those things with truth. 
Um, and that is, and that saved me when I started to get into that practice. I don't even know how I, I think I, I, I started to learn that from the Bible. So I, I, I read this book called A Man Thinketh. Um, I think his name is by John Allen. And that kind of opened me up to realize like, oh, like it all starts in my mind. Like mm -hmm. if I want to be a rapper, um, then I have to believe it in my mind first and really yeah. grab a hold of it. Yeah. And then begin to almost the way I have to tell myself is pretend, pretend I'm that person until I be that, until I've become that person. Yeah. Um, and so I saw myself um, doing that with every single negative thought. I don't want to be a person that holds hatred. So mm. who do I want to be? I want to be a person that holds joy. Wow. Okay, I don't want to be a person that takes vengeance on people. So who do I want to be? I want to be a, I want to be someone that's generous. And so and, and so the practices I would do is recite very powerful language over myself and tell myself that this is who I am. I literally did this this morning. So I'll give you one of the I'll give you kind of some of the phrasing of the stuff I said today over myself. Yeah. Um, something I say to my children, and this is something I also say to my children too, and my wife. I just say this to everybody that I love. I tell people that I have the mind of Christ, that I have the wisdom of God, and that I have the genius of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I tell people, I tell myself that I'm anointed with God's spirit of wisdom, revelation, and truth. And then I remind myself that I'm marked with the spirit of God. So therefore, when I go somewhere, I have authority. Therefore, when I go somewhere, I have favor. Therefore, when I go somewhere, I'm blessed. Therefore, when I when I talk to people, people will do things for me that they don't normally do for other people because I belong to God. Mm -hmm. That set of language originally starting off saying that language was like so it felt so disgusting. It felt yeah. like, like, yo, that that really like you're lying. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I felt like I was lying to myself. Yeah. Um, but what, and that was a whole nother battle to, to ask myself, am I just deceiving myself or is this the truth? Yeah. <laughs> and what I had to do was ignore it. I just ignored that feeling of like yuckiness. And the more I said it, the more comfortable it became, the more comfortable it became, the more confidence I started to carry with those words then as I'm carrying that confidence, I might get in a moment where my son approaches me and says, dad, I, I, I'm feeling scared. And I'll tell him, you have the mind of Christ. You have the genius of the Holy Spirit. You have the wisdom of God. So fear is not allowed to live in you. So speak to it and tell it to leave you. Hmm. And then my son will do it. And what I'm seeing when I've grabbed a hold of this concept is like now my son, it has better tools to not al allow things that scare him or freak him out to rule over him that that's the, i mean that's kind of the process did i did i answer your question correctly? yeah absolutely okay. it's so good and something i've done because i grew up with so much self-hatred and low self-esteem that it took a long time because i felt like i was making it up and it's it's a nice little expression but it was really hard to believe myself when you believe the opposite for so long um so one thing i found really helpful is deciding to walk in authority that these are two doors it's like two movie screens or two doors and i have 
have the opportunity to sit and watch the movie of all my failures, all my disappointments, everything I've ever messed up and all the criticism and contempt against myself. And that's a door or that's a movie and it'll just replay and your brain will just loop. So I bet people listening right now are identifying with that feeling because it's so common with every person I work with almost. Um, and then on the other side, you have another door. And that's the one where you could watch the movie where God says, this is who I say you are, not based on your behavior, not based on your performance, not based on your sin yesterday or today, but this is who I say you are. And when you agree with that and you walk in that authority, you have to close this door and start saying, I identify and reject. So to his point, he is saying the fruit of my life was not good. So I itemized, what are these lies that I'm believing? What are these false labels, identities, limiting beliefs that I've allowed to engage me, enslave me to mindsets that other people are trying to put on me, cultures trying to put on me, I've put on myself. And so instead, now I'm slamming that door with authority, even when it doesn't feel true. Even when you don't have circumstances to back it up, you're taking God at his word and you're saying, Lord, you said that I am the head and not the tail. You said that I am favored and favor goes before me as a shield that opens a way where there is no way that you would actually cause um, gates and iron and bronze to be removed in my path, that you would cause a path in the middle of wilderness and water and flood. And I would go through it and not drown and not be burned up, that I would not be consumed in the path ahead because you have a path that no one has seen that you're creating just for me. And so when I do that, now we're transitioning, we're getting our popcorn out and we're watching the movie of what God says over my life, the destiny of who he says. Now, again, that doesn't mean I don't have insecurity and fear and feel all the bad feelings. It just means for me, I'll go on a walk. Because there's something about going forward, moving forward, going on a run, going on a walk, treadmill, whatever you need to do to get up and start acting. I will march around the house if I need to, if it's raining outside, or I will go outside and I'll start prophesying over myself. I'm like, Shannon, you are favored. You are blessed. I reject this lie and insecurity that is attacking my mind. I command fear to go in Jesus name. And I receive faith because you can't reject something without receiving. You have to fill up that space. So I love that you're sharing. Here's some practical thoughts that I started renewing my mind. And then I'm continuing to do it, that it's a lifestyle of maintenance. And I think a lot of us, me included, get lazy and I want to just have the victory. And then I don't have to really live it every single day. The enemy left Jesus saying, I'm going to come back for a more opportune time. So the enemy knows your circumstances. He knows what you're vulnerable to. And he will say, okay, wait, wait, wait. And thought, Okay, and feeling of dread and foreboding, unworthiness, that's the time right now. And he will use a circumstance to back up an existing emotion and then activate that negative tape recording in your mind. But the Lord has a new assignment, a new day for each of you listening. And this is a season to arise, reject all those mindsets, that slavery that the enemy wants to keep us uh, entrenched in. And today Moses is giving us keys on how 
how we can walk forward prophesying life over ourselves, life and not death, blessings and favor, and not discouragement and despair. So Moses, if somebody is listening right now and they're going, I don't know, I don't know if I can do that. What would you say to that person to give them courage and faith to believe they can? I would encourage that, um, that simply the, you're born, you're alive. You've been born for such a time as what we are experiencing right now, as this. Um, and I, I get it. I understand that every single circumstance in the world may be trying to communicate who you should be, yeah. but we can set the pace in our lives. We can set the pace in our lives and we can invite God to give us the blueprint. We don't, we don't have to work as hard as we think we do because all of the hard work of figuring out what are the words to say? How do I say it? Um, when do I say it? All that stuff is the, is the nuance and the like, uh, I don't know, red tape that can prevent you um, from experiencing what God has for you. And so I would encourage anybody that realize that you were born to be who you are. There's, there's a million and one chances that you could have not been here, but you happen to be the only you in the entire world. So um, I would recognize, help someone recognize that. Um, and if you're listening to this, I hope you recognize like you, you have significance because you have air in your lungs. You have significance. Mm -hmm. You have value. And then the next thing I would encourage is take a look around at the people that you're connected to and ask yourself, are these people pointing me in the direction do, of, where, of where in which I need to go? Um, and you also have control over that too. Mm -hmm. There's oftentimes people might think, well, that's my mom and that's my grandma and, and, and that's my auntie. I wanna let you know that if you need to cut them out of your life for a season, or you may need to reorient your boundaries with them, that is okay. Mm -hmm. that is okay it is yeah. okay to do that with those people even yeah. though you may love them and mm -hmm. you're deeply connected to them yeah or you are born for a specific reason and a purpose and there's things on the inside of all of us that are like calling out for us to take a step forward um it talks about it in the bible in romans chapter 8 it talks about how the earth was subjected to this to this oppression because the children of God have been asleep. Mm -hmm. And so the earth is waiting on you, us, everyone listening to take a step into the fullness of who you are as a human being. Mm -hmm. so that's why people have these desires. That's why you're like, and I want like people will say, I know this. I know someone the other day who told me, man, I just want to sing. And I was like, well, why do you want to sing? And they're like, there's just something in me that's saying to do it. And I'm like, yes, there is something in you that's saying to do it because you have purpose and significance and value. And look, you may not, you may or may not be as big as Ariana Grande or whatever, but who cares? The fact that you're doing it is the power, is the strength, is the dominion you're taking over um, in your mind and not allowing the constructs of like, 
oh, well, you're not this and you're not that and you don't have this and have that control you. It's the doing. The doing of the thing is the mm-hmm. is the gold. It is the treasure. I know oftentimes, and I, myself included in this, is we we want to, we fall in love with the result. We fall in love with the big stage. We fall in love with the multiple likes. We fall in love with the admiration. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is not even how God, God has designed us as people, even in a physical sense. A child goes from being a seed to being an infant, to being a toddler, to being an elementary student, to being a preteen. Everything in life has process mm-hmm. and has um, a, a slow, gradual growth. And it's systematic that way. That's just the way God designed it. And so the fact that you're doing something that maybe someone has told you not to do or saying something that you may not fully believe, that is the growth. That is what we should place our wins in, Mm -hmm. is the doing, the process, the the working of it. And when you take the time and, and fall in love with the process, when you look back years later, you may realize, oh my gosh. I'm not, I'm not the person I used to be. Like I used to have these thoughts. I don't think those anymore. I used to want to sing and now I sing all the time. I used to want to be, have a business. Now I have a business. Um, but being too focused on the end result mm. just leaves you to be susceptible to envy because you, you, you'll be able to watch someone mm-hmm. and look over and see, oh, they're a lot further than I am. And then that plants a seed in you. Um, and that's what you want to, uh, guard your heart from is paying attention to what you do, not paying attention to what other people do, surrendering yourself to the process of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Surrender is the key there and falling in love with that, making that, making that a Grammy, making that an award for you, making that like special and significant because when god takes account of our lives that's what he's looking for he's looking for the fact how many times did you yield when i asked you to yield how many times did you surrender when i asked you to surrender how many times did you respond and obey me when you could have done something else it's so good and it's all about action and i think the whole thing blends so perfectly as we're talking about mindsets because a mindset that tells you you're inferior who do you think you are to think you can be a rapper or an artist or a performer or a pastor or a business person entrepreneur or uh, have a healthy marriage if you had an unhealthy marriage modeled in your home whatever lie that you as the listener might be listening to that mindset is called a stronghold. And so there's a part of your soul that is literally held in captivity, believing those lies. So all the enemy has to do, he has three doors to access you. It's your thoughts, it's your feelings, and it's your impulses. So imagine three doors that he's going to try to get to that part of your soul and your soul will be like chilling, going along, doing life. And all of a sudden this thought pops in your mind don't, don't do your, you know, don't do your art today. What are you thinking? Just go get a normal job. You know, everybody said, you'll never make it. You'll never make money doing that. I mean, how many artists have been told that of every platform of art? Um, Everybody has had somebody discourage them. I have as well. 
And so you have these thoughts that'll pop in your mind right at the precipice, right at the moment where you need to be moving forward and advancing. There's this thought that'll come. And then there's an emotion because our emotions are neurochemical. It's electrochemical energy that stays dormant in our body. So any times of discouragement, frustration, disappointment of the past, it's literally at a cellular level. And all the enemy has to do is he'll just hit on that raw nerve. He'll open that door and say, Hey, you're unworthy. You don't have what it takes. Everybody's going to make fun of you. You're going to get rejected. This is dumb to even think you could do it. It's already been done. All these feelings are now going to just kind of cause this foreboding and this dread and this heaviness of like, what am I thinking? Like, this is stupid. And so your emotions will shut you down again, right at that moment. And then the third is an impulse. And so we talk about procrastination, perfectionism, fear of man, people pleasing, all these ways that we self-excuse from actually advancing and doing the thing that you're called to do, because all of a sudden there's this impulse to call that old person that you know you're not supposed to be calling or texting or messaging uh, to do the laundry instead of actually recording your music or working on your business plan or, you know, watching TV and social media, doing something that's a waste of time. When that impulse comes, ask yourself, is the greater harvest me investing here or me investing in the area that's humble beginnings it's usually very unflattering. Nobody has tapped you on the shoulder and said, oh my gosh, we want you to perform at the Grammys. You're the best, right? That's usually not the beginning. Usually you're just this awkward person with a laptop at home. You know, maybe you're barely gotten the electric turned on or whatever, and you're doing the best you can. Maybe you have to go to a coffee shop even just to get internet. Welcome to reality. Most of us start in that place. Um, and when I have people complain about where they at, I'm like, I worked for 10 years without being paid as a doctor, because part of being a doctor means you're an intern forever, which is just like indentured servanthood forever. right? <laughs> and so it's like, you just start humble, and you just keep moving forward. So we're asking that you start checking your thoughts, recognize, write it down. What are those thoughts that keep tripping you up and sabotaging you? Yeah. Secondly, now you're going to write the opposite. So you flow with the opposite. And now you write truth that corresponds and says, actually, I am favored. I am unique. My genome, which is my genetic makeup is completely unique. There's no one before or after me who will be exactly this representation of God on the earth. I am a divine creation of artistic beauty and wonderful and majesty and power. And I have the living God working through me. So that qualifies me. Whatever other lies, you just find the truth on the opposite. Then you have these emotions. And so sometimes it's hard to put the emotion back together with the thoughts because the emotion is actually tied to a prior event. And now you just have these emotions surface. So it's just kind of this vague feeling sad or feeling down or feeling unworthy or feeling anxious or insecure. And so these emotions are just kind of surfacing and it just kind of provides like this wet blanket over your heart. And it's really hard to create or innovate or be a forerunner when you just feel kind of heavy and weighed down. Yeah. So in that moment, I would encourage you to go to your heavenly father for comfort and say, hey, these emotions the enemy is using today to try to discourage forward movement, but you are all about upgrade. 
So these are obviously real emotions. They're just not tied to today. This is not me needing to shut down today. This is me needing to go to my heavenly father and start processing what events in my life made me feel unworthy or insecure or anxious or not good enough. Um, What is that event that you want to now bring comfort? So you start naming it. If you can try to actually release emotion out of your system, because then it gets it out. You're discharging it in relationship. I'm not saying self-pity cry or feel sorry for yourself or just navel gaze forever. What I am saying is lean into relationship. You can go to a pastor, a therapist, a friend, a counselor, a psychologist, a life coach, whatever. Talk to somebody and start getting that emotion out, cleaning that out, and then recognize your triggers. When my impulse is to zone out in front of social media or Xbox or do something instead of that destiny kingdom thing, use that moment to say, hmm, right now is an opportunity to choose investing in the old life that's familiar and safe or investing into where God is calling me and saying yes and partnering with that. God's election is yes and amen over your life, but it's free will if you steward your soul and your time and your energy to say yes to partner with him. I love how Joseph was in prison and yet... He is still using his gift. He's still being faithful in a very uncomfortable season and saying, God, I'll be faithful even here. So now he's trustworthy to be promoted. So many of you are waiting for somebody to tap you on the shoulder and say, you have this great gift. We need you. You're irreplaceable. And God is saying just the opposite. Will you believe and act on it before you see it? before anyone else recognizes it in you, because there is something that's fortified when you start to believe God at his word, even when you don't have circumstances, emotions, thoughts, feelings, or impulses that align with it. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, I think what what that speaks to me is, it it helps me recognize how everything is a seed. Everything. (laughs) It's good. Good things, bad things, everything's a seed and everything is also fruit, the good things in your life, the bad things in your life. Yeah. And so getting into a, a constant habit of taking inventory of your life, looking at what is beautiful in my life and celebrating that. Um, and not and not saying, well, it could be better. I, I have a tendency to do that at times mm-hmm. when I'm when I take a look at my life knowing that I came from uh, a divorced family, a broken home. At one point in time, I was living in a foster home. So I had a whole nother set of parents. Mm. And uh, living in that space, uh, a belief or a stronghold that I used to carry was I would never be able to get married and have a, and maintain a marriage. And so every day I get up, I remind myself that I won and that there were people and there were things working against me to not even ha- marry a woman. And now I'm able to do that and care for her. And then I have children with her now and I'm caring for them. And so I think that, that is all seeds. That is all seeds and, and fruit of, of, of me changing the way I think and the things that I've said over my life and the things that, and, and changing the belief that of things that people have said over my life. Um, 
And so what's also powerful is being careful going forward to not intentionally plant negative seeds in under this whole banner of like, oh, I'm just being a realist or, oh, I'm just being practical or, oh, I'm just being rational. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we, we look back in creation, when God created the world, he called every time he created something, he called it tov, he called it good. And so when he called it good, that was a seed that was able to be blanketed over the thing that he just created and it identified it as so. It's never changed since then. So when he created water and land, it's always been good. When he created people and created the Garden of Eden, it's always been and has still remained good. What we have done is said, well, we've used the power within our words and said, well, water ain't that good, or well, gardens ain't that good. And and we've taken that power that God has so graciously given us and communicated things that are just not true. But what is true is that whatever you say out of your mouth creates things and creates fruit. And I don't know, I want to encourage people that might be listening is, please, please guard your mouth with everything in you. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, if you're at a negative place, you probably talked yourself into that place. If you got bad people in your life, you probably talked yourself into relationships with bad people. And I've just discovered that when I've changed the way I think and the way I talk, it has then created beautiful results. So I'll give an example of that for me. Growing up as a kid, I would be disciplined. And at times I would be said, uh, there would be negative things that were said about me when I would do something bad. It would be like, you're a bad person or that was a dumb thing you did. You're a dumb person. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in a position where I have children who make mistakes. And then I have a unique opportunity to say what is true about them. So what I'll do is this, I may catch my daughter doing something that I don't like, or we don't approve. I'll say, hey, listen, you are a child of God. You are made in his image and you are incredibly smart. When you do something like this, you are stepping away from your God-given identity and you're not holding on to who you are as a person when you make these mistakes. So. When you're a child of God, we do these things as a child of God. We, we love people. We give joy. We, we consider the, the interests of the other. But when you step out of that, then you're only left to do things that, are, that do not honor God. And instead of saying, oh, man, my daughter, you, you made a mistake. Therefore, you are a mistake. I try to reorient her, her perspective to you're a significant person. Significant people don't do these things. You're a priest and a queen. Mm -hmm. So people that carry these titles don't do these things. And it's really helped my children live into this royalty. So when they go in certain places, when we're not there, people will say, man, your kids are just really distinct. They're different. They're weird. They're in a good way. It's all good things. 
um, because they really believe that they're significant. So good. So good. I adore having you on. Um, and if you haven't seen it already, we have Moses Uvir talking on 7M Culture, and he shares about being a performing artist. And so be sure to go to our YouTube channel, Dr. Shannon Crawford on uh, YouTube obviously. And uh, you'll check out his video there as well as his music and everything that he's doing. We'll have some links there. Thank you so much for being on this episode. Yeah. Thank you everybody for watching and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye guys. Love you. Hey friends, thanks for listening. We would love for you to get plugged in with the Unlock You community. So follow the links below and stay up to date with upcoming content, events, and groups. We are here to invest in you and tailor episodes around your interests. Post comments, and hey, if there are any specific topics you'd like to hear about, let us know so we can strategically build content that is meaningful to you. And will you share this podcast so we can invest into more amazing people? Be sure to hit subscribe so we can see you for the next episode.